Hey guys, it's Tanner here. I'm just kidding. It's not Whoa, Tanner. Oh, it's Tanner. Oh no. my god. This is a right after review of Spider-Man: Homecoming, and no, that wasn't that was Tanner. Spider-Man: Far From Home. F- far From Home. No, it's Spider-Man: Homecoming too. It's oh. Spider-Man. They should have made Spider-Man the third one in this trilogy, Spider-Man: Homecoming, because they're coming home from Europe. It's French. Spider-Man, wee oui, wee, oui. not oh, monkey. I, d- I did. Oh, beg it. <laughs> Fuck me. There was a tweet I saw on Twitter forever ago about French Spider-Man. It was so funny. Bonjour. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we went and saw. This is a right after review. Uh, this should go up. I'm guessing it'll go up today. Maybe. Well, not today. Uh, yeah, this today because today's the day that pod- yeah, this right episode comes review. out. But oh. no, 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 no. The thing is, it comes out today. The day that this comes out is the day it comes out. The podcast. Oh, fuck off. Okay. Okay. Which so is, it does come out today. Which is Friday. Oh, it's coming out Friday? Yeah, Where is the day? This is, this no, is no, take that Friday back, and we'll figure it out later. Okay, whatever. Okay. So we're going to, this is coming out. We just went and watched Spider-Man uh, Far From Home. Uh, we just saw it in theaters, um, in a regular theater, not yep. any IMAX, not any shaking seats that cost way yeah, too much. All I know is um, the chair I was sitting in had a spring right up my ass, and it hurt. We saw it uh, on a Tuesday. Uh, yeah. just we saw it Tuesday because our theater did not have a midnight showing. No, Spider-Man. it did not. Um, so yeah, this is we. This is us giving our thoughts on the movie. Uh, first off, just want to start out. See, do you like my Tanner bit just then? Yeah. First yeah. off, just want to start out. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, really enjoyed it. I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, my name is Tanner. Uh, hey, it's Tanner. <laughs> it's Tanner here. I don't. <laughs> it's Tanner. I don't What's up, LMAO Tanner? Uh, I don't uh, think Tanner actually sounds like that. It's uh, LMFAO, by the way. Oh, LMFAO. <laughs> Tanner, if you're listening to this, uh, keep listening. You probably <laughs> yeah, should like that stats. Follow us. <laughs> <laughs> Only if listen you, to this after you've seen the movie. Now I'm gonna stare at you, Cole, and do plugs. Hey, it's me, Tanner. So uh, here's the thing: what we're gonna do? We're going to uh, go ahead and say that there's gonna be plenty of spoilers. Spoilers. So lots spoilers, of spoilers. 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 Y'all think there's gonna be spoilers? Lots of spoilers. Wait, don't spoil it. I haven't seen it yet. <gasps> Pat, were we? <laughs> oh my God, it's Mysterio! <laughs> oh my God, Jake okay. Gyllenhaal. Okay, we're getting right to the fucking spoiler. Yeah, just letting the, you know, spoilers are here. The fucking illusions were great. They were great. They also, yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal's Jake dead. Jill- oh yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal's dead. Yeah, but Mysterio's like, dead. He lives on. Yeah, yeah. Being a dick. Yeah, it's like a little fuck you in the end. Yeah. Oh my God. Fuck that. We'll get there. We get. We'll get okay, there. Okay. Okay. But let's just start. Far from Home was very, very fucking good. Like. Not gonna lie, I liked it a lot more than Homecoming, and I liked it a lot more than Captain Marvel. Yeah, no, this was uh, the best. Um, to me, okay, so obviously Winter Soldier is going to be probably contender for the best standalone superhero movie, you know, right? Like sequel to. Like sequel to, but like, you know, Homecoming, of course, was an origin story, so. And so now there's such a lore behind Peter. That it's so difficult to not like have a lot to you can have a lot to do with him, but I, I think that this was a great um, ending to this phase. I think that it's a great cleanup episode, uh, cleanup episode, <laughs> where they f- you know go over a bunch of the issues that are not issues that some of the questions that we had yeah. regarding like, w- well, how did they react to this whole you know. The, the the blip, but they call it the blip or the it was dusting, ca- or, or the it was called the decimation officially. But yeah, to, um, to them, yeah. So it's very interesting uh, to see how they kind of handle that, and um, yeah, no, I I really enjoyed this movie. I think it might have been like one of my favorite Marvel movies 
uh, like the s- standalone superhero movies right behind uh, Doctor Strange and Winter Soldier. Yeah, definitely. It was it was v- it was so fun. I I, I very much enjoyed that um, that high school bit where they were talking about the blip and they had the little fucking memoriam that was crudely I done. I thought like we got some kind of bootlegged movie coming up at first. I was like, okay, this slideshow. It hurts. I feel like I'm back in high school. Yeah, I almost <laughs> lost my shit whenever the the Getty Images uh, watermark oh, came yeah. up under the candles. <laughs> that was it was so high school. I think that's I think it's really high school because like some of us, uh, some some of us in the group actually like did the high school video stuff. Who was it? With I don't know. Uh, it's the two boys in the back. So <laughs> there's a lot of that that just like I don't know. It just La- felt it laziness. But do you guys but, remember uh, Channel One? Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Well, Channel One. When I was in school, it, it was like the the prepackaged, like professionally yeah. done. Then they had like, you know, the two kids from the yearbook staff like talking monotonely to like, "Hey, this is what we're doing today." That nobody pays attention oh. to. Yeah. I'm, you know, I take it back. I was not lazy. I worked very hard in that fucking class. I'm not gonna go into it, but fuck. Anyway, your hard work never showed. Let's just say that. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then I also enjoyed the fact that they that they uh, they showed what happened. Like whenever people popped up, they literally popped up where they left. Yeah, like it just just like boop, and then it's like oh fuck. And how uh, Aunt May even talked about how her apartment. She just popped up in her apartment where someone else was already living in her apartment, and the wife of the man thought it was she was a uh, mistress, a mistress, and it would just cause chaos. Just think about how crazy that shit is. Just imagine this, Cody. You get fucking dusted. It's been five years. I'm 25 years old. Oh fuck yeah! Even even you're the, the same age. Even when the no 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 Cody, you're dusted. You'd, you'd be the same you age. You pop back in and you're 25. Because remember, the high school anchors. One, the guy was like, "My younger brother is older than me now." Oh yeah, that like is that wild. was that was fucking crazy. And then he even showed kids who were like freshmen. They're now with the seniors. Like that so wild. Like that. Yeah, that was fucking crazy. Yeah. No, I really enjoyed this movie. I like. I, I do like how they approached that, and they did. They went out the gate with that with a beginning op, that beginning piece, and was just like, okay, this is kind of what happened. This is kind of the gist of how it all went down. So there you go. Yep. It was very good. I loved it. Um, God, man. Especially them showing like how all, the homeless meeting they had. It was a charity event. And it showed all the people that were homeless because that was one thing I didn't even think about when the blip happened was, like, when they come back, those people don't have a home. A lot of those people don't have a home. Yeah. And some people, like, people who died, they, like, if not died, but people who were dusted, um, if you think about it, if the people got dust, if you think about it, the people got dusted, they were married. I mean, their partners may have moved on. Uh, yeah, because uh, five years passed, know. they might have children, like some crazy shit. Yeah, so they have they tackle a lot of interesting things. Um, but I, what? Let's let's just get into the meat. Of, I guess let's just jump right into the meat of this. What did we think of Jake Gyllenhaal? He was bad at first, but then he got real good. But he was bad at first. But that purposely. was on purpose. That was on purpose. It was just so funny because, like, Jake Gyllenhaal, like, we all knew that he was going to be Mysterio. It's like, okay, he has to be the villain. There has to be something, and we know that he's a master of illusions. And then the way he talked, the way he, like, I was just like, this is bad. Like, he's not putting up a good show. And it was, like, it was supposed to be like that. It was supposed to be, like, 
uh, cliche because it was it, a, it was an actor acting within a movie. Yeah, and it, because he was like because whenever they uh, they had to give Peter the uh, information about what's going on and stuff, he's like Quentin Beck's uh, from another Earth, and it's like he was like I, I'm doing this for my family, and then he had a fucking ring because his wife died, and it was just it was just all very like it was all. It was all obviously fake, and it was just... And then, like, it seemed very campy at first, Oh, yeah. Which I was very surprised, because I was thinking, wow, they're really going in a different direction with this next, you know, these next movies. It was like, uh, they have a really scientific name, but uh, they're called Elementals. And you're just like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) They are made up of the four elements. I'm like, "Uh, hold on a minute. (laughs) This is weird. And, uh, you know, and it's like, they're popping up in places... You know, in the same maps you as bef- as as his Earth, because Jake Gyllenhaal, like his character Mysterio, uh, originally says that he's from a different dimension, a different Earth from a different dimension. Yeah. Which I thought was cool because that kind of pulls from a little bit from the Ultimate Comics Mysterio, where he, where the Ultimate Comics is a different universe, but it's kind of explained that Mysterio from the OG Marvel universe is like con- is like controlling a like a a droid. Of, of himself in another universe that's different. They have some sort of like breeze between realities that he's able to like influence each other. Hmm. And, I, and I thought that he was going to be like a real another dimension because we all got the feeling walking into this when there's going to be some big revelations in this movie. And the idea of like, oh, there's a multiverse out there. It could still happen. It's Marvel. But we thought this is where we're going to we're gonna get it, you know. Some, uh, some things happened where expectations were turned. Yeah, well, I mean, we already know there's a multiverse because, I mean, pretty they kind of did, I mean, they did that in Endgame where they went in different timelines of different realities. So there is a multiverse. But, yeah, like, he even calls this Earth Earth 616, which is a huge reference back to the comics. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's like, comic book stuff. Yeah, that's the main uh, Earth uh, storyline that we follow. And, um, but, yeah, no, and it was just, oh, man, it was just, like, just the whole scene where, like, because Peter Peter's given this these special sunglasses which are very much Tony Stark's glasses and it's like all right we like when he puts them on it's like ma'am this is bam this is iron man this is the next iron man yeah. but then like Peter's like he doesn't want to he doesn't want to do this he he still wants to be Spider-Man but it's like he wants to be on vacation and it's like so like he gives the glasses over to Quentin Beck, which immediately like oh no this is bad news, and like I will say this he does put on a good show of being like a good mentor to Peter. That dynamic was pretty good, but like once you see his like true colors, it's like holy shit! Like he's a despicable piece yeah. of shit. Yeah, and I think one of the other cool things about this um, this entire like I guess movie was the fact that. One of the big th- th- it made up a, it made up this like it presented this dichotomy. You either continue being Peter Parker as a high school kid, or you ha- you grow up, you become an adult, and you become the leader of like the superhero world. Yeah, know. this next generation. This next generation. I created this dichotomy, which ended up really not resolving, which I really like. It was yeah. almost like a false. It was a very false. It was very not a real two choice thing. It was. You know, he's sti- at the end of the movie. He didn't just grow up and become uh, the next, you know, big guy. He steals Peter. He's still Peter. He's still swinging around, and uh, of course, there's an end scene, uh, which we'll get to later, that kind of blows that open. Fuck, quite a bit. <laughs> uh, probably my favorite scene in any Marvel movie whatsoever. It was very fucking. good. It was the best end scene I think I've ever seen. I think I, I don't think there was an end scene that could ever like compare to that one. 
uh, nothing comes to mind. Honestly, nothing comes to mind. That that the the if you are, let me just say this. If you are listening to this, thinking I'll watch, I'll still enjoy Spider Man. If I just listen to some reviews, listen to some people talk about it, and then go see it, you know. I want you to stop this podcast right now, and I want you to go watch Spider Man, and I want you to watch that ending sequence because the ending see that ending scene is very good. It, it's really it's, it's worth your twelve dollars. I mean, when people like when people said because from what I heard, they said there was two scenes. There was the mid credit scene, and then there was the post credit scene, and they were like these two credit scenes pretty much blow open the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe from here on out. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, what are they? Like, I'd, I'd imagine that, like, my mind was just, like, racing, like, what can it possibly be? And then, like, seeing it, I was just completely like, oh, fuck. Yeah, it's wild. And it's nothing that's, like, universal. Nothing like, universal, but it's, like, going from here on out, it's going to be really weird. It's a it's a whole new universe that we're walking into. And it's actually, it actually it feels really good like, and really exciting. Anybody who thinks, like, this is going to be anything like the comics, they're wrong. Like, this is, this is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Cinematic Universe, not the comics. This is its own thing. It will never be like the comics from here on out. And it's, a, well, I mean, it wasn't. It was never. It was never like the comics ever. But like from like yeah. anybody complaining, like like you're either gonna keep complaining or you're just gonna have to stop. It's definitely adapted for 2019 as well. Oh I yeah, think that's what's fantastic. Anyways, continuing on with I guess our conversation, Jake Gyllenhaal acts as an actor, and that was fantastic. We felt I felt it was very campy in the beginning. Oh yeah, and so like they were dropping foreshadowing hints throughout it that it was supposed to be really campy. Um, Peter having the glasses, Peter giving the glasses over, Peter... I mean, there was even that moment where, like, Peter, like, was fighting, uh, I can't remember the elemental's name, but the, the fire elemental, there's a moment where he hit something that was invisible, and you're like, huh, what, what was that? And, like, it was just, it was kind of discarded, and it was, like, a little... It, uh, I almost forgot about it. I almost forgot about yeah, it. Yeah, it was just, it was so, like, so small and insignificant, but, like, that's what made it so good, because that's, like, your first hint of, oh, something's up. This is one of those movies, and this is something that I think that going forward with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, kind of something that has concerned me to a degree, but also it doesn't really concern me, per se. It concerns me for people who were kind of new to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or possibly could be new to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Uh, and that kind of comes down to the fact that this movie really hinged on you knowing who the characters are. Oh yeah, this whole movie did. Like there was no. I mean, I know it's a it's a sequel, but like this movie really hinged on you knowing the relationships, the emotional impact of the characters, and being able to relate to them. You you couldn't necessarily, much like Infinity War, you couldn't just walk in, watch this, and be like, I have no questions. You would. Uh, this is one of those movies that you really do have to have a whole sort of backlog of information and character development in your mind oh, yeah. before watching to really, really enjoy this movie. And I, I think that's fantastic for those who've kept up with the Marvel Universe. I think it's kind of scary and kind of crazy and kind of, um, kind of worries me because, you know, if you haven't kept up with it, it's not as fun, and it's not as, you know, it's, yeah, it's Spider-Man swinging around and fighting things, but it's also not. It's 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 definitely it's, more than that. It's weird. I don't know. Um, 
but yeah, that that, that but outside the movie was is fantastic. Oh yeah, the movie was good. Like uh, talking back about Jake Gyllenhaal, like him as a villain was very like very, very good. good. Like very if good. You, if we should go ahead and say that Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal's character Quentin Beck, he has been uh, a figure throughout. Like well, you'd never know, but like throughout the movies, like he was there. I think it was Civil War whenever uh, Tony was showing off his virtual reality. And he was, like, behind the scenes because he was the one that made the holograms in the virtual reality. And then Tony was, like, called it Barf. He worked for Stark Industries. He hated him for that. And then eventually Stark would fire him because he was um, uh, out, not out of control. Um, He's disgruntled and unstable. What unstable. Yeah. Unstable, yeah. And you, you see that because, like, he tries to kill a kid. And yeah. he also tries, is perfectly okay with having casualties as long as he makes himself number one. In yeah. the eyes of humanity. Yeah, and then e- there's even a scientist. I don't know. I don't know if he was actually in Iron Man one, but they uh, even no, he was. Because I, I remember, because the, the whole gag was that, like like Winslow said, that he, that Quentin Beck was. They sort of retroactively inserted him into into like the past of the Marvel universe. Like he created the hologram technology. Uh, t- Tony Stark co-opted it, but then he sort of he sort of builds himself around all these disgruntled former Stark employees. Like like one of the scenes, well, one, so I guess like they, there's a guy who sort of really helps Quentin sort of operate his tech. Is uh, there's a guy who uh, Obadiah Stane is sort of like chewing out in the very first Iron Man movie about not being able to replicate Tony Stark's massive uh, reactor in a smaller scale, and he sort of aligns himself with Quentin and and his sort of and his and his sort of his army, his group. And either they, they, how, all these other people that were on the inside, all these different Marvel, Marvel organizations, and he sort of builds these allies. Or so he sort of he's he's using them to sort of to build himself up to sort of right hit right the perceived wrongs against himself. And something we may not be very clear on is that uh, Mysterio in the comics he he uh, he was a failed actor who 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 turns to crime by using illusions created by stage magic. Or in the movie, Quentin Beck uses um, start technology to like these drones that create holograms, and he and he's and he's very insidious and he's very perceptive about how he uses them. Yeah, there's different points in the movie, like all the monsters, all the elementals, they're all his illusions, and his uh, his suit itself. The one you see him flying around shooting lasers, that's also an illusion, and he uses that to his advantage in order to trick Peter Parker in order to get. Uh, his information out of him, and to to use the sunglasses called Edith is just sort of this yeah. uh, main way into this giant global Stark industry like defense system. Defense system, and it's 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 a very uh, impactful moment with Spider-Man goes to, uh, thinks he's going to uh, tell Nick Fury about all everything, and it's just like this multi-layered. Uh, Psychic attack. Fuck. From uh, oh, it was a fantastic. It was scene. so to, yeah. to, dis- to disarm Peter, demoralize him, and get his information. It was such a Mysterio moment. It like w- I remember, the only time I've had any interaction with Mysterio that I can really remember is in the Spider-Man game that came on the N64 and the PS1, I believe. And it was the it, it, during, near the end of the game you fight Mysterio and he just creates these illusions over illusions and I don't know why I remember that so spe- I don't remember necessarily the specifics he does, but like and I also remember him from the ama- I think it was Amazing Spider-Man TV show that came out in the '90s possibly. Ooh, yeah. yeah, you do because I, um, I remember it vaguely. I mean, I, he, yeah, he was in there, but I, I, I yeah. 
but I remember the fights that he, that would happen and between him and Mysterio and just like the illusions that Mysterio would create. This brought back a lot of nostalgia to those moments. And Mysterio just giving Spider-Man after Spider-Man. I was like in this moment, I was like, this is Mysterio. This is this is the most true to form villain that I mean like there's a lot of villains in the MCU that's been true to form yeah Loki everything like this but like Mysterio was just like this mind how are they gonna we were just like how are they gonna do it but this was like tr- so Mysterio yeah yeah like I was I was thinking like how are they gonna do these illusions these mind fucking illusions which you see done so fantastically like like the whole drone idea like that's just a cool I think that's a cool concept but like yeah. the way, just the way they do it where like Peter's like tricked into thinking that he mi- he's meeting up with Mick Fury and then gets his ass kicked like that's just like fuck and then thrown in front of a fucking, fucking train. train which I was like fuck like they were really liberal with their use of cuss words in this oh, movie yeah. they, <laughs> a lot of dirty they, wordies they, for they, some high schoolers yeah they marketed this shit towards kids like in my opinion has been very marketed towards kids uh even the beginning, like like the beginning trailers, um, I mean, but it's weird because like some of the trailers were like for kids, and then some of the trailers were a fucking crocodile eating someone. Oh yeah, know? so <laughs> it's like <laughs> I don't know. I guess I guess it, it it I don't know. This movie was it was strange in some aspects uh, of just how they it kind of you know uh, introduced itself and kind of carried itself, but I don't know. Uh. Um, I, lo- I I love this movie. I, I loved it. Yeah, go ahead. I did want to say, um, walking into this movie, when I, when I guess when it really when it's first announced, like one, I never expected Mysterio to ever be in a Spider-Man movie, and two, to like to make him sort of uh, like be a very like uh, intimidating, if not outright frightening villain, because Mysterio is always sort of seen like a very sort of you know jokey villain. Like he's had like he's definitely had his moments of like you know, pathos, but it's it's in this movie that we really get to see how frightening his abilities are. He creates these illusions. I was scared. And it, <laughs> yeah. And you, and I you was question your sense of self. You question your sense of reality. And, like, it's a, it's a big thing. Like, he controls the narrative. And that becomes very important later on in the film. And that's the thing that's very interesting about this whole thing is that we see, the, and that's what, if they are gearing up to make a, uh, Spider-Man like Iron Man, uh, like Peter Parker like Tony Stark. One of the big things about Tony Stark is that every movie that Tony Stark does, um, the stuff that he kind of comes across and is affected by almost leaves him with a sense of uh, PTSD in a way. Yeah. That kind of gives him this fear that leads up to in- to Infinity War. And I know like there's been a few things come out and say that they're not doing overarching, you know, they're not doing huge overarching, overarching, whatever. Um, storylines, but it kind of makes you wonder is like this reality breaking situation how is that going to affect Peter Parker throughout the future movies and it, I mean it kind of sets the theme like uh, Jake Gyllenhaal or what Mysterio sets uh, the theme Jake Gyllenhaal is the actual villain yeah yeah uh, <laughs> it kind of sets the theme for the rest of the the kind of future is people will believe anything and that kind of like that line itself, that dying line of Mysterio, kind of pushes out this sort of, oh shit! Like, what are we about to get into? Because this is a very earthly matter, anyways. There's, there's yeah. definitely this fear, especially what's been going on. Like, guess with social media now is that when a story gets put out there, it's accepted and it, it's per- and it's perpetuated, 
and it's very hard to pull that story back and be like, oh, wait, we need to dissect and examine where things come from. Even if, you know, you get, you get like a big scoop or someone pulls a receipt on somebody from years ago and, and that story's perpetuated and perpetuated, you, you get that one side of the narrative and you, you don't, and that all, and all that just comes in this big twisted mess. And when, when someone can intentionally, you know, twist a narrative to their advantage, that happens in real life all the time. Yeah. And especially now, and just for, for, for uh, the expanded life of social media now, it, how dangerous that is. And when you have this super villain who takes advantage of that, you know, and, and with like this added layer of like sci fi technology, it becomes even more frightening. Yeah. I, I, sorry. I think this definitely leads us into the, um, into the, Po- the credit scene, but I wanted to talk about go off what Pat said. Yeah, there's like there's moments all throughout the film where like you have kind of like little um, kind of like not not hints, but like little discussions about information because I mean there's there's a lot of moments where there's, there's news and then they're like they they hear stuff on the news that's like oh, don't believe everything you hear on the news or don't believe everything you read on the internet and then like and then like Edith itself is like connected to everything like yeah like there's a very dangerous moment where. Peter got caught. <laughs> There's a woman who was giving him a new suit, and she needed him to undress. And in to this try on the suit. And in this moment, one of the classmates takes a picture of him. and was like, "Oh my god, he's like, he's with a prostitute or something." And Peter's like, "I have to t- get that picture out." So he accidentally, with Edith, he accidentally puts a hit out on him f- with a drone. And the way he does that is that he he's also able to uh, see what's on his phone as well. He's he's able to see what's on everybody's phone. Yeah. So that like that's just crazy in itself. But it's a very powerful tool. And that sort of like that kind of goes into the very big themes that that I, I do hope that they keep har- they keep kind of kind of evolving on is this is a very 2019. I mean I know it's set in 2023, but this is a very 2019 movie. Oh yeah. Uh, when we're talking about. Um, we're talking about spying. We're talking about drones, yeah. surveillance. We're talking about uh, we're talking about the dis- the uh, the what is it called? Um, when the media and how social misinformation. media misinformation. We're talking about. We have all these different elements that really come out, and this is a very millennial. This is a very Gen X type of movie uh, with a story plot, whereas some of the older stuff is very much. You know, bad versus good. Yeah. And now, now we're dealing with stuff that's a little bit more complicated. And I really liked. I really enjoyed the. I really did enjoy that they they took that into account. And now we're dealing with like we are dealing with misinformation. And then it goes into this is where I guess where we talk about. Uh, of course, you know, Spider Man does beat Mysterio, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And there is a love scene between. I do want to talk about the love scene before we get into that final thing. Okay. About like the love kind of connection between him and MJ. I like it. I think it's neat. It's very, I know a lot of people, I feel like that's going to probably be, I don't know, but I feel like that might be a point of like contention for a lot of people because it feels like it's very, it doesn't feel contrived at all. Uh, it feels very natural, but, I, you know, people just. Like, you, people, we're, we're, we're used to like, you know, a big movie or just big stories in general, like having sort of this romantic through line through it. And it's, it's you know, I guess it's. Not bad. It's just something that we expect, and yeah. if, and like. But now, but it seems like there's been a lot of hate towards that lately in movies. But the thing is, though, is it's so spi- it's very Spider-Man. It's still very. Oh Spider-Man. yeah, I mean, that's part of Spider-Man in general. Him is, and her, his is the relationship between him and MJ. It like one of the major aspects of Spider-Man is the fact that he is so. Uh, he is your neighborhood Spider-Man. Therefore, everyone knows everyone, and anyone who like finds out his identity ends up 
being in danger. Oh yeah. Well, one thing I, I do I do like, even though it's it's very much part of Spider Man's mythos that he the people he loves are in the most of danger, and, and he feels the repercussions of that the most about pro- probably probably any superhero because that's just very much he's just very much a very tragic character. Although I, I will say it feels sort of less, I guess, heavy-handed with sort of like, I'm just just this tragic, beleaguered man, and people around me always die. And there still may be tragedy to come. There's still, you know, a third movie. But it just kind of feels like with with the, with the original trilogy and the, this sort of the uh, the secondary series that came out, there's very, it's very much beset with tragedy. Like, you know, the loved ones, loved ones he dies, the, the women he loves die. And I feel like they're, they're at least taking, you know, taking part of that tragedy and kind of put it in the back burner. It, like Spider-Man feels a bit more free from all sort of the sort of the tragedy of the world. It allows this character to be focused in other directions. And like you said, like how he sort of has the weight in this role on his shoulders because he's he's 16 years older, however, and people and people want him to be the next Iron Man without really taking his choice in consideration, which I thought was, which is, I, I think it was a cool moment. However facetious the moment was between him and Mysterio, how Mysterio really for a while seemed to be the only person that was asking Spider-Man how he felt. Cause I kind of, kind of, I mean, it's in the topic right now, but how Evangelion is about a young boy who's thrust in a position that yeah. he doesn't want to be in. He's kind of forced there and he doesn't know how to react in the same way with Spider-Man. And what we talked before, how just this, this con- the consolidation of power and control, and it's it's, all, it's prominent in the movie. And, and Spider-Man's sort of like, "Hey, we want you to have control of everything. Here's here's this giant defense network. Here's we want you to lead every superhero now." And it's not it's one. It's dangerous, you know. The whole Spider-Man, great power, great responsibility. That's also like it's an, it's an interesting point to be in, or interesting story to tell that this this young boy he's like he has this weight of the world on his shoulders but he's is he's not exactly uh, what's what's the word um agreeing to it yeah, yeah. I, I was going to i was going to that's actually very funny that you brought up Evangelion cuz i was going to bring that up how like how yeah Quentin Beck was like was the only one asking him like what do you want and then this is the same thing and uh in Evangelion was uh Masato was asking uh Shinji what do you want to do? Do you want to do this? And it's just, I, I love that. Like, again, I really like the dynamic between Jake Gyllenhaal and Tom Holland in this movie. And uh, another good scene I should say before we get into the credit scene is uh, the scene where, I mean, we really haven't gotten to explore Peter's spider sense in the Spider-Man MCU yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's a good, really good scene where his tingle, he's using it in the uh, in the f- uh, hallway where Quentin Beck has drones light up and he's, he has the Edith uh, sunglasses, like, come and get it. And then there's, like, another illusion, and he uses his spider sense to fucking fight all the drones. It's so sick. That's one of the things that kind of I'm wondering. Uh, yeah, that's one of the things that I'm wondering is, like, do they not have the ability to call it spidey sense? I don't know. Because <laughs> they, they call it the Peter, what do they call it? Peter's the tingle. P- the Peter tingle. <laughs> or, or maybe maybe that's just kind of like, you know, they want to have a bit with it. Because I don't know. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I get mean, it. 
Either way, I like it. It's is, fun. Is Sony really being so stingy with the Spider-Man feature? It's like you can only use the character; you can't use any of the associated terms. That was this. That's the. There's two scenes in this movie that really stand out to me. Uh, when it comes to character, actual character, and who these characters be. One, the Mysterio scene where Mysterio absolutely kicks uh, Spider-Man's ass. Oh yeah. And two, the scene where Spider-Man uses his Spidey sense. Uh, in the Mysterio scene, I was like, hell yeah, this is Mysterio. When the Spider-Man, I was like. Hell yeah, this, this is, is Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. And like those two scenes were such defining moments for each of the characters, especially for Mysterio in my opinion was a little bit more like very defining, but Spider-Man using his spidey sense able to detect and understand and I don't know, it was just very good. Uh, I did want to mention real quick how Tom Holland can look absolutely sick. And absolutely, like his ass, <laughs> his lips get, looked like he was about to die. I, they, they went, they kind of like Tom. Even in, I thought the same thing in Infinity War. Like, the, he looks like he like got fucking killed. Yeah, like, like I get it. Like getting hit by a train, blue lips, things like that. But God, every time. Any little scuffle he gets into, he his eyes get red. He looks like he's been like literally smashed into something. Tom Holland can look like he got beat up real well. Yeah, Wait, I'm pretty I, sure it's a lot of method acting. Well, <laughs> Tom Holland actually got hit by a train. <laughs> See, that's what that's what they do. Like, of course, you know that they make up him up a little bit. Then you know, they the pale scan and put the, that red eyes. But you know when they get when he gets ready for like he's just like oh I just got beat up. They just have uh, all the crew standing line just. Punch him in the gut, and then about <laughs> half an hour later, he's they're, they're ready to roll. Here we go. Oh, he honestly looked awful in several one of those scenes. I'm like, God, he looks like he just got like. Which, which I think that's good. <laughs> I think that's good for the character because I mean, when Spider-Man, like in the game, in the movies, in the shows, it's like when he gets in a fight, he gets the shit beaten out of him. He really does. He's a very he's a he's a durable. Very, he's a very durable uh, <laughs> a character. Whereas, like Iron Man went down like. In an instant, most of the time against any big enemy, like it was, it was always, it was always his, it was always Tony's cleverness. It was always um, uh, Captain America's skill, and it's always <laughs> Spider-Man's endurance <laughs> that's able to keep him okay and keep him safe. And that just, I don't know. This movie was really good. I think, I think it's time to talk about that end credit scene. So yeah. if you don't want to be spoiled for this end credit scene, I really do recommend um, turning off here. the podcast now because like this end credit scene I think is very important to the overall uh, to the overall MCU and the future of Spider Man in the future. Like I'm very excited to see what it actually does in the next few movies that come out. So Yeah. Um we ready? Yeah, let's go into it. They got Alex Jones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well I feel we want to build up to that. Um in the in the Cause after the that's just the mid credit scene here. So uh, Spider Man takes uh, Zendaya, uh, Mary Jane, or whatever they're calling her now, it's taking her swinging through the city. It's like okay, that was fun. And he goes right before he goes to leave, a big jumbotron on this on the t- building opens up, and as and as the YouTube reporter talking, we have exclusive footage from uh, the battle in London, and uh, what happened was that Quentin Beck had doctored the his final encounter with Spider Man, and so like he shows him dying. But 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 he he manipulated the uh, footage and the audio to make it seem like that Spider-Man uh, not only killed uh, Quentin but also he took control over the Edith uh, Defense Network and ordered an execution on civilians and or he caused all the damage in London and then he and then the and the last bit is that Quentin reveals Spider-Man's identity to the world 
and this and th- but this whole video was put out by the Daily Bugle, and the, the biggest, really cool scene they got uh, J.K. Simmons, the original J. Jonah Jameson, to come back as J. Jonah Jameson. Yep, it, it was it was fucking cr- like it was Alex Jones. It was the same it background. Was set up, the it was font, green. The whole everything was Alex Jones as hell, and I was instantly floored like i didn't know what the fuck to think I, it, I it blew know, me away like aside from like that like everybody knows who spider-man is now it's peter parker yeah he, they say it's he calls it he calls him out peter parker and then peter parker's like peter's like oh my god yeah and they even show a picture of his face yeah and it's like fuck and it, it, it was just crazy like everybody knows his identity now and and the daily bugle and jay jonah jameson they make Quentin Beck Mysterio to be out a hero. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing is that the Daily, so the Daily Bugle in the old, like in all the comics, everything was this newspaper that was always out against Spider Man. Yeah, it's a perfect, almost. <laughs> I mean, for for uh, Infowars for it to be transplanted into that world as like the Infowars, it's so good. The game did a similar thing where J. Jonas Jameson had his own podcast where he'd update. <laughs> yeah, the the PlayStation 4 game, uh, Spider-Man, had a really good bit where you would just occasionally hear jo- J. Jonah Jameson tune in with his with his podcast. It's so fucking good. It was exactly like Infowars. It was it, so good. And that's the thing, though, is it really... Like if the that was that was very fun. So it's very fun. It's very terrifying for Spider Man, and it blows the whole lid on everything. And it's kind of the opposite of Tony. Um, the ending of Tony. Tony came out in his own regard, and Spider Man didn't. Plus, just within the movie itself, like either stands for even dead. I'm a hero. I'm the hero. How t- Tony Stark he wants to use uh, his technology and his sort of influence to protect the world after his death. And in a perverse way, um, Quentin does something similar. But even after even after his death, he has an enormous impact on, on the world at large. Oh yeah, oh gosh, man. And then there was one more scene it's after that, and which is even fucking crazier. I mean, it's cra- it had less of an impact. In but I mean, but I mean, it's just like whoever called this, good job because. Okay, there's a scene where Nick Fury is driving with Maria Hill down the road, and as they're driving, Maria Hill turns out to be a fucking scroll. And then talks casually to Nick Fury. Nick Fury turns out to be fucking Talos. The entire time they have scrolls have been directing Peter. And it was just a good fucking bit because Talos is like, I didn't know it it was fake. <laughs> like it was just a good bit. And then and then he calls up somebody and he calls Nick Fury to tell him about what's going on. Nick Fury's in fucking space commanding scrolls for something we don't know. So, like, how many, like, okay, like, you know, aside from the fact that scrolls aren't villains, whatever, but, like, how many, like, individuals on Earth are scrolls, and, like, like what's going on in space? Like, I don't know. I, I, I thought that was crazy good. I think that may actually be a lead into the next Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel movie. I do think that might be the case. I'm very excited to see what happens here with this because they have a lot to play with. They have a lot to play with on all regards. They, I, this was a very good movie. Yeah, and I, I'm just curious too because like um, the woman who played Maria, the scroll, the female scroll who was uh, Maria Hill was Talos's wife. I'm like, like I mean, that's just that dynamic in itself is going to be interesting because like going forward, anytime we see Nick Fury or Maria Hill like in the present time, they're scrolls like. Like what's gonna like? How's that gonna play out? Like, uh, I, oh man, I, just well, I guess we don't know to what to what extent um, Nick Fury has been gone. 
Yeah, that's true. Because like, because we don't know if, if he left recently or. What if he's been gone the entire MCU? Or, or maybe, or maybe. Oh, motherfucker! <laughs> that is true. Oh my god! Or, or maybe just like he has like Talos as like his body double. It's like, hey, I gotta hop out the space real quick. You know, cover for me. Yeah, there's a lot to play with. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, two things. It's either body double or whenever Nick Fury died in at the end of Infinity War, that was Talos dying. And he contacted Oh my god, this is so fucking crazy. This is such a this movie's a mind fuck. So it still it still stands to reason to say that <laughs> Captain Marvel may have been the most important movie in the entire MCU. Oh yeah. <laughs> to, to this day. Which is or the most like I don't know how to like Captain Marvel was their way of sneaking in so much shit. Wow. This movie was sneaky too. This movie was sneaky too. I think we're gonna see a lot more impact uh, of it later on. Yeah. Uh, is there any final thoughts? Uh, did you guys notice all the parts where you could see people in the background that popped up later in the movie? Is it with all the people that uh, Tony betrayed? Or oh. Fired? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They were in the background the whole movie, like in almost every scene where they're outside. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> also, that's. Very, very interesting to see that 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 Tony wasn't just the create was that he had a team behind him and his team is disgruntled. Um, I think we might see a lot more of behind the hero in a way. Yeah, the people behind the hero and the disgruntledness of that. But like, I don't know. It's very, uh, very interesting to see what they do with this whole like the whole world, the whole MCU. Yeah, I'm very excited. I am too. So, um, how did everybody final uh, any more final thoughts? Uh, I hate fucking MJ's edgy ass. I I am not a fan of that edginess, but I mean I'm a fan of her. Leaves and die alone. Zendaya is fine. Leaves and die alone. E girl. The character is awful. I stopped acting like that in middle school. Y'all they're in high school doing this shit. Y'all think MJ has TikTok? Well, I think when uh, I know. Wait, well, wh- what did Flash have? Was it was it Snapchat or in- Instagram? They just like because he, he was live tweeting the whole movie or something, and that ended up help actually saving the day. Uh, it was uh, it was Instagram. Yeah, it was uh, Instagram live video. <laughs> Their live. Insta oh yeah, feed. yeah. That's good bit. Good good movie. Good movie. Good movie overall. Um, I guess I that's it. Weird about the uh, what's it, the. The guy that was live streaming the whole time. Flash. That whole, that weird, the scene at the end of the movie where his uh, mom. Or his mom wasn't there, which I was like. That I felt like a weirdly like important a mo- scene. Yeah, a weirdly important. It felt weirdly, it felt both weirdly important and almost like it was saying he acts this way because he has no parents. His parents don't really love him. Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> like it felt like kind of both. Uh, I think that's really cool though. Maybe, maybe it may be important Maybe later he's on. Green Goblin. I mean, well, no, because... Maybe he's Green Goblin no. and Willem Dafoe's penis is going to come up again. I'm very interested to see how... If he's Flash Thompson, he's going to be... Um, Agent Venom. He's going to be Agent Venom, but he has to lose his legs first. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he has to go... Sorry, he has to go be a soldier. He has to go lose his legs in a war. He has to come back and be Agent Venom. Okay, whatever. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed really enjoyed Spider-Man. Um, thank you guys for, for listening to this right after review of Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, I, I would definitely, if you haven't seen it, if you listen to this entire podcast and you haven't seen it, why? Uh, <laughs> but since you did see it, I hope you enjoyed the movie. If uh, Let us know your thoughts. You can let us know your thoughts on our social media, which Wendell's going to spit out because I can never remember them. Uh, we're on Twitter at AYCH Podcast. 
uh, follow us on there. Yeah, we'll be tweeting this out. This is coming. We don't know when this is coming out. Yeah, do we? we really we, don't. It's coming uh, out on the day it. that it comes out. You guys will see it because it's c- out oh, today. Of course, of course. Yeah, of course. But anyway, follow us on Twitter at OICH Podcast. Follow us on Instagram. All you can hear. Uh, we will post. We post on there. It's uh, AYCH Podcast on Instagram. Sorry, AYCH Podcast. All oh. you can hear on Twitch. All you can hear on Twitch.tv slash All You Can Hear. Go check us. Don't go check us out on there. Follow us on there. We do fun YouTube? stuff. I don't know our YouTube. All you can hear podcast all on you YouTube. Is it yeah. all you can hear podcast yes. YouTube? Or, yes. Okay. Ch- we have our VODs on there. You can go check us out. Those are really fun. Really good. Uh, again, about the Instagram though, Pat does some really good shit on there. Uh, I might do. I occasionally do stuff on there, but Pat's is really good. You mm-hmm. should check out all that. Like them all. Like all the pictures on there. Uh, check us out on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Overcast, Spotify. All you can hear. We are on there. Give us a listen. Uh, if they, you can like and review, give us a like and review. Yeah, give us some feedback. Do whatever you got to do. You know, share us with your friends. If you thought, if you were like, hey, dude, yeah, check out this like this. I don't know how kids talk. To I, I don't know. Yo, either. bro, yeah. check out this episode of this podcast. Yeah, my name's T. Dan, my name's Tanner T. Check out our episode, podcast. Oh, oh my god. Oh my Wig. god. Um, and then also, this is July. We're doing an entire month of food. We just had an episode released where we tried uh, 17 different flavors of ramen. Jesus Christ. Uh, go check that out. That was r- really fun. Did that come out? Oh, yeah, it did. It came out. Yeah, it came out Monday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, I think that's it. Uh, you can follow me, Winzel, on Twitter at Winzy Booking. Follow my art Instagram at World of Winzy. Thank you for listening. My, uh, I'll go. Uh, go ahead, Pat. <laughs> uh, this is Patrick. Thank you for listening. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at John Lost Name. You can follow my art on Facebook at John Lost His Name Art. My name Colt. Follow me on Twitter at Colt D zero zero or eighty eight. One of those, mostly zero zero. I'm on that one. Uh, have a good day. Uh, my name is Cody. You can follow me at CODDOC11. That's CODDOC11 on Instagram. I post photos sometimes. Thank you. Thank you. Spider-Man. I'm far from home. Spider-Man. Spider-Man.